Hello, welcome to the Taffy Marino podcast. I'm your host, Taffy, and I'm so glad that you joined me. Together, we are going to empower and encourage one another to do the good things God planned for us long ago. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. I am so happy that you joined me today and I'm very excited about this episode. I have learned so much and cannot wait to share it with you. So let's jump right in. This week we are talking about what happens after you've acknowledged God's plan for your life, after you've stepped out and you're doing something, what's next? Well, this, me- this episode message is titled, Are We There Yet? And I feel like it's a really good title because it gives you that picture of a long journey. And when someone has traveled a long ways and then they still have a bit to go and they ask the question, are we there yet? I have been there and I know you've been there too. And I think we can feel that way in life sometimes. You've just, you've been faithful. You've been doing what you know to do. And it just seems like it's taking a really long time. So last week, I read a scripture to you um, out of Mark. Uh, Jesus was saying this, Mark 4, 26. And I read scriptures 26 through 28. And this week, I'm going to add verse 29 onto it. It says, The kingdom of God is like a man who casts seed upon the soil. And he goes to bed at night, and he gets up by day, and the seed sprouts and grows. How he himself does not know. The soil produces crops by itself. First the blade, then the head, then the mature grain in the head. But when the crop permits, he immediately puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. You know, what we've added onto that scripture, what we included this week was when the crop permits, then he has his harvest. So we don't always know when that is going to be. And and everyone's season for harvest is different. You know, I remember when my husband and I started pastoring and the Lord had put some things in our heart and we were just being faithful, knowing that he would bring those things to pass. But then we went to a conference. Uh, We had been pastoring for a few years and we went to a conference at a major ministry and found out that this pastor had started pastoring at the exact same time that we did. We felt a little discouraged, like we may be, you know, just that comparison is the thief of joy. It's the thief of everything that God has for you. So again, everyone's season is different. And I would encourage you, do not compare your season to someone else's. Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. There's another scripture over in Psalm 1 that talks about how you will be like a tree planted by the water who bears fruit in his season. So again, everyone has a season. Your season may not be at the same time or the same pace as someone else's, but don't let that discourage you. Um, 
So it says back in Mark 4, when the crop permits, he puts in the sickle and the harvest has come. You know, that's kind of what we're all looking for is that harvest time or that thing that God has put inside of us. We want to see that come to pass. Um, And you will receive the promise. You will see that come to pass. You will see results. But you have to stay steady and not give up. And what am I talking about here? You know, it feels like the these last uh, two weeks, we, we've really been focused on purpose, but sometimes we can almost imagine that purpose is only the um, assignment that God has given us for ministry. But purpose is so much more than that. And we're going to get into that in just a few minutes. But as I'm reading these scriptures, I want you to realize that your purpose is all-encompassing. It is your whole life. It is not just the assignment that God has given you um, to minister to others or an assignment to complete, but it's actually, it is it is so much bigger than that. Um, Hebrews 10.36 says, For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. That should encourage you because it says after you've done the will, you're still going to need some endurance, meaning you haven't done anything wrong. You just need to stay steady. There is a scripture, I believe it's in Ephesians, that says when you've done all to stand, just keep standing, meaning you've done everything right. There's nothing necessarily that you should change. I mean, of course, we could always improve. I mean, we're very, uh, I think we all will um, look at our lives and say, yeah, I probably could have done that better. But it says when you've done everything that you can do, just keep standing. I want to go back to Galatians 6, 9 and focus on that for just a second. It says, and let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, or your season, you shall reap if you do not lose heart. So I went and looked up that word weary in the Greek. And imagine a pie chart. So this little, just imagine the word weary is divided up into four equal parts, like a pie. And each part represents a definition of that word. So I'm going to read those to you. The first one was trouble, bothered, or annoyed. The second definition was discouraged. The third definition was fatigued or ill. And the fourth definition was toil or labor. So it might read like this. And let us not grow troubled, bothered, annoyed, discouraged, fatigued, or begin to toil and labor while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So what that's saying is don't get troubled, bothered, or annoyed when you don't see the results as quickly as you would like. Don't get discouraged or fatigued when you don't see the results as quickly as you would like. And definitely do not begin to toil or labor when you don't see the results as quickly as you would like. What do I mean by that? Well, over there in um, 
and I'm going to read that in 1 Corinthians, it talks about how God actually causes the harvest to grow. Yes, we are to tend to it. We're to water it. We're to weed it. We're to do all those things to keep our hearts right and keep our soil, the soil of our heart good. But he causes the increase. So toil and laboring is not going to make it happen any faster. What that means when you toil and labor is you are essentially taking the responsibility of the success in your own hands. No, you can only be obedient and allow God to take on that responsibility of causing it to grow. Now, I don't want to just tell you, hey, um, don't give up, get back out there, stick with it, keep standing. I want to give you something. I want to equip you so when you're feeling fatigued, when you're feeling troubled, bothered, or annoyed, when you're discouraged, or when you begin to strive, like you're toiling, you're laboring, I want to give you something that is going to help you and strengthen you and equip you. First, let me say that I actually had this all planned out. I had it studied and I had it nice and numbered and, and I thought, yep, this is the way to go. But then in my heart, I felt like that's not what I was supposed to give you today. I felt like it was something different. And so that is what I'm going to give you. As I was praying, as I was studying, this, this is what came up. You need to know your garden. You need to know what is in your garden. What does that mean exactly? Well, I want you to picture the plan that God has for your life. And as we've already discussed, it's beautiful, it's grand, it's detailed, it's specific to you and your life. Imagine this, I imagine this beautiful English garden. You imagine whatever kind of garden you want. But to me, I see this beautiful English garden full of these flowers that are bright and colorful and diverse. I see so much life and growth. That's the picture of what I think the plan that God has for me. But as I look at the garden, what's in it? What are the rows made up of? What's actually planted there? Well, if you'll look closely, I believe you're going to see in one row, you have your family. That is your family, your friendships, the relationships, the people that God has placed in your life. In another section, you're going to see your job, your business, Maybe you're studying for that job, for that business. Maybe it's your education, where you're at now. That's the place that occupies a large portion of your day. In another section or another row, I see physical health. And right next to it is your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. People in the secular world would call this your mental health. And that is important. Let me tell you, mental health is important. In 1 John, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would be in health and prosper, even as your soul prospers. Or you could just flip that and say, as your soul prospers, your mind, your will, and your emotions, 
you will be in health and you will prosper. So yes, it's very important. And then over here, there's another row and that's the ministry that you've been assigned to. I feel like we've been focusing on that a lot, but that is really just a, a portion of the grand plan that God has for you. Now, as you look at your garden today, it may not look like that final picture that you have in your mind, lush and, and full of life and just beautiful. Some portions may look like the ground has just been tilled and the seeds have just been planted. Other portions you may see, oh, there's some, there's a little bit of growth. I see some green. And then over in another section, maybe you've tended to that area more than others. You're actually seeing a lot of growth in life. But let me tell you that every section connects and depends on the other. What do I mean by that? I was speaking to my daughter recently and, and we're talking about how everything is truly connected. So when God talks to you about, let's talk about the section of your garden that's your physical health. So God is preparing you and he's dealing with you about your physical health and he's leading you how to make some changes, some things to do, some things to take away, maybe some things to add that will benefit your physical health. Well, as you do that, what is now affected because when you're, when you're healthy physically, it actually has benefits to your mental health. And then your mental health affects your relationships. And then your physical health also determines whether you can do that ministry that God has assigned you to. What about, let's look at your relationships. If your relationships are healthy or not healthy, or they're not growing and you're not tending to them as the Lord guides and directs, then that is going to affect every other area in the garden. What am I saying? What I'm saying is that we need to tend and keep the areas of our garden as the Lord guides and leads us. Tend, water, and weed it when he tells you to. So I'm not just, this isn't to discourage you. That's actually to encourage you because I know that there are areas of your garden that is growing and that's full of life. There may be areas that are not growing as much, but remember what we said before. We can only plant and water and it is God that gives the increase. It says over in 1 Corinthians, remember when I read to you and said that we were co-laborers with God? I'm going to read that whole portion of scripture to you and it's going to tie it all together. It says, this means the one that plants is not anybody special nor the one that waters. For God is the one who brings the supernatural growth. Do you hear that? God's going to bring supernatural growth to your life. Now, the one who plants and the one who waters are equally important and on the same team, but each will be rewarded for his own work. We are co-workers and co-laborers with God, and you are God's cultivated garden. So see, your life is God's cultivated garden. And we just read where someone may water into your life, you may plant some seeds, but God will give the supernatural growth. I want you to start including him in every portion of your life and watch what happens. Ask him, Lord, okay, I'm looking at my garden and um, 
you know, this section's looking a little dry over here. I actually saw some growth, but um, hmm, it looks like it needs water. It needs some help. And ask God, Lord, how do I tend to this portion of the garden? What do I need to do to cause some growth in that area of my life? Now, he is so good, and he leads us by that inward witness, by that still small voice on the inside. He will lead and guide you in all things, it says, and he will show you all things to come. So I hope that this encouraged you today. I hope that it gave you a little more to work with and actually created a clearer picture of what this grand plan is. It's not just the assignment that God has given you for ministry, but it's your family, it's your finances, it's your career, it's your business, it's your health, it's your mental health. It's so many things and it's diverse and it's beautiful. And and together it creates this grand plan that God has for you. Do not get weary in well-doing. Are you there yet? You know, probably not. I, th- I don't know that any of us will actually arrive there until we get to heaven. But are you growing as you go? Yes. And can you actually live that life that he has promised you? Yes. Will it be without challenges? Mm, nope. You're going to have challenges along the way. That's why he tells you to have endurance after you've obeyed so that you may receive the promise. But we have him with us and in us, and he's helping us do the work, leading us along the way and causing super natural growth. And I am so thankful for that. Well, next week, um, I want you to be sure and join me. We're going to have a very special guest that's going to help us wrap up this series on purpose. Um, I'm really excited about it. We're going to ask them a few questions and just get their input. I hope you have a wonderful day and a blessed week. Also, I want you to know that if you look in the notes section, I always list the scripture references, even if I don't quote them uh, directly, you can find those scripture references there, as well as an email address if you want to request prayer or you have any questions, um, you can find that in the notes section. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.